Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm Mark Rigadana. I'm Richie Byrne. And that's a stomach growling. And your producer, Soul Joel. Wow. Soul Joel. Wow. And we also have a, a guest. Special hanging. guest. Very special. special. Guest Our hanging. first guest. Yes. Introduce yourself. Well, I'm Joe. Joe is Joel's father, and he's probably the funniest person I've ever met. Really? Yes. He cracks me up. Really? On the right up here. He. Had me rolling, and then some Chinese lady started yelling at me because we were in a quiet car. Oh, really? You yeah. were loud in the quiet car? There's only was... one quiet car, Mark. I know. I you had like know. 12 other cars to go to. I didn't know. And she just kept saying it over and over. I'm like, I'm sorry. I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was the quiet car. <laughs> All right. Tell you a story, since that's what we do here. <laughs> Years ago... Speaking of segues. Speaking, it was a good segue. It was years ago, first year I'm doing Dr. Oz show, um, I, get on, I get on the Long Island Railroad to go home, and I have my credentials for the show on. I left them on, which apparently in TV is a rookie mistake. Like oh, when you yeah. do that, because now be everyone, oh my God, I hate Look, that guy. Dr. Oz is a lot bigger in <laughs> real life. Dr. Oz is fat. <laughs> so I get on the train. And there's a guy who's just completely drunk, right? And I'm standing because it's driving. packed. It's packed. <laughs> he was driving. <laughs> and this guy gets on the train. And, he's just, and you can see, like, you know when you're on a crowded train and there's the drunk guy that everybody's going, please don't sit near me. Please don't sit near me. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? That's usually and, me. And, yeah, and he gets <laughs> on the train and he sees my credentials. He goes, Dr. Oz, I love that guy. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God. And he sits down next, like, like right next to me. And he starts talking, where are you from, man? And he's cursing like like a longshoreman, dude. He's cursing. <laughs> you know, everything. Is, you know, fucking Dr. Oz is so fucking cool, man. Blah, blah. This goes on for, like, <laughs> the the train is packed, right? This goes on for, like, a good 20 minutes. Oh, I bet and everyone is just looking. Everyone is looking at me. And like going, you ah. have the power to show. No, no, they're looking at me like I hate you. I hate you. Like, it's you know, like fault. it's your friend. It's your fault. So at one point, as he's talking, I stand up in the car and I go, "All you people should be thanking me right now because he could have ended up with you." <laughs> <laughs> what was the, the, everybody just? People started laughing, laugh? and the guy like looked at me and he went. So anyway, like it didn't even <laughs> dawn on him. He thought you were talking about the guy on the other side. So, no. You actually said that out loud. Stood up and said it. And so now, about eight months go by, and I'm meeting a buddy of mine at a bar, uh, which I don't normally go to bars. I was going to say Yeah, I know. It's a weird of. thing. Weird thing. Weird night. So, and the bar's kind of empty. It's a neighborhood bar that I go to. And I, we walk, I walk in, and there's a guy talking, and my buddy's sitting, like, to the guy's right. And the guy, I don't really look at the guy. I sit down and my buddy turns to me and goes, whatever you do, don't talk to this guy. 
Like, really, and he goes, he is a pain in the ass. Don't talk to him. Don't even look at him. So I'm like, all right. So we start talking. We're hanging out. Something comes up about another bar. And the guy turns and goes, the bar was called Roosters. And the guy goes, Roosters? That's a gay bar. And I turn, I go, a gay bar? And I look and I go, I know you. <laughs> it was the guy from the train. And my buddy just goes like, like it looks could kill. Like I just said, not only did I say not talk to him, now you're telling him you know him. And the guy's like, hey, how you doing? He had no idea who I was. And I'm a Dr. Oz. He goes, Dr. Oz. My buddy, my buddy left. He just, I'm walking out. I'm gone. I can't do this. Isn't that funny? <laughs> It's such a small world. How often do you run into the same The person? same people. And this, I ran into them. I mean. Never seen him in your life. Run into him twice. Yeah. But now I see him on the train. And it was funny because he wore, I guess he's in construction. I saw him a few months ago. That's just because he had cement on his shoes. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was weird because he was sitting with a newspaper and glasses on and he was like reading through the paper and he looked so intelligent and i realized i go he's on the wagon like you could tell like he wasn't drunk because every time you he see this guy to... he's out of his mind drunk you know what I mean? and oh, i'm like geez. look at how he is when he was quiet reserved, he had a reading monocle, new york times yeah, <laughs> a yeah cigarette extender <laughs> hello mr burns <laughs> welcome aboard the choo-choo train <laughs> <laughs> Every time something like that happens where I see the same person like one too many times, I'm like, I think God's running out of extra. Well, yeah, that Louis like, C.K. He, had that line. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> so, That's so funny. <laughs> and it's true. His line was, you ever see someone you don't know again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So. But, I but that, yeah, that, I'll never forget standing up and yelling at these people because they were literally making faces at me. Like, because he was really obnoxious. And, you know what I mean? And, and like, oh, and just, I'm what like, are you supposed to do? I'm like, screw you people. It could have been you. <laughs> Did I tell the story about uh, my first day in New York City running into my cousin? No. Okay. So I decide I'm moving from Ohio to New York. It's the, the very first, you know, day that we're moving in we're carrying the couch up the steps we're doing all the stuff we go out to dinner my mom and dad i lived on 40th and 8th right across from the bus station my mom and dad get in their car they pull out of the parking garage and i'm waving them off they're going right to the lincoln tunnel and they're making that seven hour drive back, back to, to ohio. ohio and their you know 17 year old boy is now living in times square it's like one of those like holy shit moments yeah. And I turn and I go, well, I guess I'll walk in the Times Square and just walk around and see what my new neighborhood is. I start walking. I make the first left. I'm now I'm on like 41st and Broadway. And I see a guy in front of me that looks familiar from the back. Like I'm kind of like, no. Now I haven't seen my cousin Mike in, we'll, we'll say, 12 years. You hadn't seen him since kindergarten? Yeah. Or, or now, 12 years? No, 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 since like I was in kindergarten. Oh. And, and he looked familiar from... <laughs> yeah. How... I'm glad you said it. <laughs> How old was he? So you you don't recognize like relatives at well, all? I would if they were 23 and now they're 30, but not 5 and now 17. How old was he? He's much older than me. Okay, so he, he was, was already... A, he was like a senior in high school when I was in kindergarten. All right, oh, All right. Okay. well, that's different. Okay. All right. So he's right. walking... You, you left that out of the story. He's walking next to some girl, and I don't know if it's him, but it, it's like... So I just and I just yelled at him. I go, Mike Underwood! Mike Underwood! 
I just yell it out like I have Tourette's. And all of a sudden, he's like looking around. And he turns around, and he looks at me, but he doesn't recognize me. I was a kindergartner right. when he saw me. Right, right, right. So he like. He Unless you had a me, beard when you were in kindergarten. And I, go, I go, Mike, it's Mark Rigadonna, your cousin. And he goes, Marky? What the hell are you doing here? Marky. I was a baby when he saw me. So he goes, what are you doing here? And I turn and I point to my building. I go, I live there. (laughs) When did you move here? Today. That is so freaky. And he's like looking at me like like I'm crazy. Meanwhile, my mom and dad live next door to his mom and dad. Their driveways. 25 yards apart from each other. That's like the universe. Yeah. When and your two parents, something familiar showed its face. And we had to, to go all the way to New York City to run into him. Meanwhile, my parents live like what? 25 yards Me, from what I said. Yeah, what you said. What? Well, he, he was saying that I got a taste of comfort being okay. the new guy in his a parents strange place. at 17 just left. Joel DeGrassi over here. <laughs> How was that? The Joel universe said. came together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the vibe. <laughs> Jeez. It's starting to get hot in here. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's the bullshit's getting thick yeah, too. No. <laughs> we had to shut the air conditioning for those of you at home. When there's no laughter, it's and really it, it's starting to pick up that there's no air conditioning on. I at the moment. Good. I thought it was just flop sweat from my story. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you were, did you guys like what? Did he live in New York or like what no, was? No, he was in town <clears throat> for Fashion Week. He owns a clothing store in Ohio. That is so friggin' weird, dude. Yeah, that really like, is uh, weird, man. And I, I then my brother ended up joining a band with him like three years later. And, really? Uh, yeah, and they he was a Mike was a great guitar player, still is. And my brother sings, and that you listened to one of the songs on the way here. I was. Thinking we could get a new theme song for the second season. <laughs> we haven't finished season one. What? We're on to two. I didn't know we did seasons. Is this season one? I was thinking, you know. How do podcasts do... work? I know nothing about this stuff. Well, so no, we'll do a, like a long run. We'll take a break. And then mm-hmm. we'll do another long run. Okay. I like it. We're still in season one. <laughs> Dude, you are starting to sweat. It's that hot. <laughs> <laughs> your, your forehead is shining. And I sweat, so like if you're sweating, what do I look like? So Richie, have you ever performed for an audience member? Do do the show and then see them. You know, a great. You were really good at this, <laughs> Se- Mister Captain Segway. A few, but no, but I mean, he doesn't know that I. I mean, like I. <laughs> this story didn't even enter my head. Two things. One. I was coming out of Dangerfields one night. And you know when you finish a show and you have a great show? and you, Well, you may I not don't. know. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the people at home might, but I don't. <laughs> the people at home. Um, and you know, like, you feel like everyone wants to come up and talk to you, right, after a show, yeah. whatever. And, uh, Usually it's to get me help. So I, um, <laughs> you have to stop doing this. So. I'm coming out of Dangerfields, and I'm just, I had a good show, and I'm walking out, and Chris Noth is coming down the street. Mr. And it, Big? Yeah, in my mind, he was at the show. I don't know what, but like, like, I'm having an attitude like he knows me. <laughs> oh, no. And I come out, and I'm like, hey! Like, like the ultimate jerk-off New York. Hey, Chris Noth! How are you, man? Great. And he, he's like, 
hey, how you doing? I'm like, nice, good, good to see you. Good. And I go, oh wait, he doesn't know me. He wasn't in. He the, wasn't at the. He show. wasn't at the show. He's outside. Like that was one. The other was. He didn't just witness that hot stage. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's going. Did he watch the show? Did he watch Law and Order? Is he <laughs> I'm, be on there? <laughs> I'm at I'm at Gotham and at Dangerfields one night doing back to back shows. You know how it is in New yeah. York when you go from show to show. It was a beautiful night and I had time to kill. So I walked, which is a bit of a walk, but I was it Gotham? Let's just say it was Gotham. I can't remember. So I walked and I did the show. At Dangerfields, I did a show at Gotham. I walked to Dangerfields, then I had to go back to Gotham. It was like one of those things. So I do the show at Gotham. I walk, do the show at Dangerfields. I might have taken a cab one way, and then I'm walking back. And I'm going to do the second show at Gotham. I was about to say, you with all this walking, this sounds like science fiction. (laughs) I know. This was a while ago. So I uh, get to, they're doing construction, like on, you know, Third Avenue or whatever. They're doing construction. They and they started have the, whistling. They have the whole, oh, yes, by. they started. That guy's been walking. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how they have the uh, the things up? Scaffolding. Right? Scaffolding up, thank you. And they have it covered over because it's night. So you have to walk under the scaffolding, and it's like a little tunnel. And it goes on for like three blocks. So I'm walking, and as I'm walking, a, a guy and a girl are coming the other way. <laughs> and in my head, and we're the only ones in there. I'm like, you know, this is kind of dangerous, you know? Like, I'm like, I should scare them. Like, I oh, should yeah. just, as I'm walking by. This, the, these are the thoughts that run through Richie Burns. Right yeah. I'm like, I should, like, because they're obviously a couple and they're walking and, and they're looking around. And, and, and I'm I like. I hope it's Jean Claude Van Damme and he will <laughs> kick you. <laughs> That's what I'm praying the story goes. It's I'm not like, even October, Halloween season, but I want to scare them. Like, I'm like, as I go by them, I just want to go, like, boo! Like that, because you, you could see the guy was a little tentative. I don't want to get mugged in here or whatever. So they're coming closer. I'm like, do it. Do it, dude. Do it. Just boo. Go. Just yeah, boo. boo. Just, just go boo. boo. Right? And, then, and they're looking right at me. So in my mind, like, he's a little tentative because they're both looking right at me. I'm like, do I look scary? Like, what? And as I get right up to them, I go, don't do it. Don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. And the guy looks at me and goes, hey, great show, man. They were at the first show at Gotham. Can you imagine if in the first time in my life I did something really stupid and they could go to the police and go, he was the comedian. We know exactly. Yeah. You want to know a guy you need in the lineup? The guy from the comedy lineup. Yeah, yeah. We can figure it out who it is. Just pull up yeah. Gotham's website. I go in for the lineup, and when they're done, they give me the light. Yeah. <laughs> So I had the opposite, your Chris Melt story. I had the opposite always happen. Because I always look like a guy who who works at wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'll Especially to me, because we're usually working together. <laughs> but I'll just hang out with the comics. I'm not even on the show. All the time, people come out of the show and give me a handshake and go, that was great. You were so good. <laughs> I'm not even on the show. But I, don't get me wrong. Well, I'm if you were, they wouldn't. Them. Yeah, if I was on the show, they would remember. <laughs> but I'll never take that compliment away from them. I want them to feel good. You really? Do you really? Yeah, I just. Go, I don't you. say anything, but I, I, I just because I've had that happen where you're at a show like a benefit or whatever, like 
Like if I go to the brokerage, you know, because it's close to my house, and, and, and you're hanging out, and I have to show people, hey, you agree, you agree, hey, you agree too, thanks. What you should <laughs> thank do you. Is, you should call. Go to my website. What was your favorite bit I did then? I did a lot of new stuff. So what was your favorite bit I did? And now see what they come up with. Do you, you do you know Mike Keegan? Yes. yes. Now, you both know him. You know what he looks like. Yes. All right. He's I was actually wondering if he was the friend from the bar in the first No, story. no, he wasn't. He wasn't. It was my buddy Jack. So a few weeks ago, Mike grew up in East Meadow where I I live in Belmore, which is the next town over. But And we'll hang out a lot. Your big, thick, Long Island yes, accent. Yes, my thick, Long Island accent that I apologize for. I'm going to work on it, people. I promise. <laughs> come back. We'll be doing Shakespeare. When, when youths come back. When youths come back, <laughs> I'll be doing Hamlet. So... Um, a few now, I always get mad because he's a lot younger than me, and wherever we go, because he grew up there, we he always runs into people he knows, and it's like, now he's talking to people, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, so he says, let's go to this bar. No one knows me at this bar, so we go. I, I, it's hard to believe two it's bar stories. I'm never in a bar. I know this so, is the alcoholic <laughs> episode. So I get to the bar, and he's already there, and there's like three people in the bar. This is a couple of weeks ago. I get, we get, I get to the bar, and um. This guy is talking to him, and the guy's like, "So good to, so good to see you, man. Real." And I'm like, "Here we go. It's always someone he knows." And and he's like, "No." And and the guy's talking. The guy was like, "Oh, you funny, blah blah blah." And he, the guy turns to me, he goes, "You're with a big time comedian here. You really no. are." <laughs> and oh. Keegan is like blowing up, right? So now the guy walks away, and I'm like. I knew you'd know somebody. He goes, no. size-wise? No, no, no. He didn't know. Because yeah, I have to preface this by saying Mike's rather heavy. He's and heavy set fellow. Very adorable. So, because that's part of the story. So now the guy walks away, and Keegan is, like, glowing. glowing. And he's like, he recognized me from YouTube. He saw my act on YouTube, and he, he recognized me when I walked in. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, in my head, I'm like, really? I don't know why, it, but like you've been in comedy a few years, you're not famous. How did this guy find you on YouTube? But I don't say anything. We start hanging out. He googled <laughs> Long Island comedy. I don't know. I don't. So now the guy comes back, starts in again. What's your name again? Mike Keegan. 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 Oh, you are so funny, man. This guy. And he turns to me. This guy is one of the funniest people I've ever seen. Keegan's now like. Swelling, man. You can't get him out the door. His head is, and the guy's just going off. You are the funniest one. And all of a sudden, Keegan looks at me with that look of, "Hey, everyone recognizes me, and you're the big, you know, headliner, and I'm not." And I just go, "He thinks you're John Panette." <laughs> no way. <laughs> and and the guy looks at me, and 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 he goes, "No, you know him, right? This guy's really funny." Keegan's like, "No, he does." And I go, "Yeah, he doesn't think you're Mike Keegan. He thinks you're John Panette." And as he's talking, I take out my phone and I YouTube Panette, and I go, "Isn't this a great bit?" And the guy's like, "I love this bit, man. He's going to Keegan. I love this bit." <laughs> oh my God! By the way, he's dead. But he's dead, and you're not him. Oh my God. <laughs> And Keegan later goes, you couldn't let me just have it. It couldn't. <laughs> when I was about four months in the comedy, not even, probably three months. I'm three months in the comedy, but I worked at Stand Up New York. So it was like early morning. I'm on my walk to work. We have to open by noon or whatever. And it's like eight in the morning, ten in the morning. I'm walking 
and I get up by the club and I stop at this place to get um, a juice, you know, like a, a carrot juice or whatever. And I walk in and there is this tall, gorgeous woman. And she just turns and looks at me and goes, hey. And I go, hey. I have no idea who she is. She goes, you don't remember me? Meanwhile, I'm going, yeah, I would. Yes. I would definitely yeah, remember I, I wouldn't forget you. This, yeah. yeah. No, I go, no, I, I, uh, and she goes, you don't remember me. And I'm getting all like flustered. Like, I, I, I don't, she goes, you're a comedian, right? Like, yes, I am. Like, I've been doing it three months. Holy shit, this is the best racket I've ever got into. Three year plan. It's a 90 day plan. Yeah. A, yes, I, I am a comedian. She goes, and you don't recognize me. I have, I don't know. And she goes, Don, you're a fucking asshole. My last name is Rickadonna. I'm a comedian. She has to be talking about me. I start going, I, I don't, if, was I drunk sometime and I met you? I, I have no idea what's going on. And she goes, Don, you're such a fucking dick. You n- didn't call me back. You. She starts chewing me out in front of this restaurant. It's called Josie's up on the Upper West Side in front of everybody. I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what to do. I'm about to storm out. And then all of a sudden I realized because of the size of my sideburns, she thought I was Don Jameson. <laughs> I had weighed 170 pounds. I had big sideburns. We look alike. And she's screaming at me. I go, I'm not Don Jameson. <laughs> and she's going. I got to tell you what. Jameson's gotten high on my list of people now. Just <laughs> what you describe. I, I pulled my driver's license out to show her. I go, I'm Mark Rigadana. I know who you're talking about. I'm not him. And I will kick his ass when I see him for you. I promise. So I go back to the club, and I kind of knew Don from coming into the club. And I called him and told him the story. He goes, did you get her number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. So Don now calls me his evil twin. He's like, That's I'm going to go around the country and sleep with women and say <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> I say, well, don't work now because I'm about 100 pounds more yeah, than you. Yeah, it's not going to work now, Don. <laughs> Unless Don ate the rest of the metal show. <laughs> at the time, I could see it. Where are we at? We can cut this out, right? Where are we at? Because I am sweating. Eight minutes left in the period. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Have you ever ran into somebody in, in, in an awkward situation where you're like, no, you know what? Or... You know what it is with me? I can't remember anybody's name, Bill. And um, <laughs> no, I, I really I can't remember anybody's name. So, like, people I know really well will come up and I'll be like, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like. You know, I, I remember faces. I can't remember names. Um, I, you know what I do with comedy? I remember. I, I'll remember your bit. Like someone will introduce yeah. me, and they'll be like, "You," and I'm like, "I don't know you." Huh? Then they'll get on stage, and I'm like, "I know this dude." Like, isn't yeah. that weird? People, uh, it always makes me laugh because I'll hear people say stuff to me about like. So we went to this comedy show, and we saw this comedian. He's from uh, originally from Dallas, Texas. And I'm like, I don't know. He has blonde hair. He has, uh, and I'm like, what did he talk about? He talked about a mustache. Oh, Jason Solomon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. him. Yeah, I do that too. Like, I immediately yeah, know you, who a comic you is. Could like t- you could like, you could tell me the guy's name, and uh, but I gotta know the bit. If, <laughs> I'll know the bit because I probably stole it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you have to, that's hard. Because not only do you have to do stand-up, but you have to remember whose bits you steal. Yeah, it's tough for and me. And then remember who you're with. <laughs> it's tough for me. <laughs> and see if well, I had, a, I had somebody ask me last night, and I never had this question before. They said, um, do you think when you're, when you're writing, you know, do you worry about, did I get this from somebody? Did I steal this? Except or, I, I have that I've never thought about it. I really? subconsciously, I actually used to run my material by my friend Marshall, who lives in Atlanta. I would call him and go, have you ever heard this bit? It came too easy to me. And I'd well, say a bit, and then he'd go, oh, this guy does a bit that's similar to that. And then like I would decide whether it's too close or not. Uh huh. But one time I called him and I go, have you ever heard this bit? It came pretty easy to me. I feel like I might have taken it from somewhere subconsciously. And I go, um, I think I'm just going to call my... Uh, fiance, what she really is, my ex girlfriend, and then he goes, "Yeah, that's my bit." <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, well, then I guess I'm not doing. So it. you've heard it. <laughs> um, I have a bit in my act that it's one of those jokes where you go, "There's no way I didn't." Somebody, not that I lifted it, but somebody must have done this already. Yeah, when something comes you know, too easy. Yeah, and I was doing it, and one day I was at a theater at where Michael Somerville was on the show, and after the show, I he comes over, and we didn't know each other that well then. And now we, and he goes, "Hey man, that was a great set." And I go, "Thanks, man." He goes, "By the way, uh, nobody's doing that bit," and I'd never mentioned it. I go, "Why?" He goes, "The bit, the." About no one's doing that bit, and I, I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Because it's so good." My first reaction was, "Someone must have come up with this already," and I couldn't think. Of, I racked my brain while you were on stage, and I just thought that was so <laughs> funny. That I was so, and then I felt a little more confident about it that he actually thought the same thing, and was like, "No, go ahead, do it." You, you know what I mean? It's yeah. so weird. But you hadn't talked about it beforehand. Not at all. That's crazy. He just, it was a new but bit. And he, I think with both of you guys, you talk so much about your own personal life and your family that it doesn't really matter if, if you lifted it or not because it's it's personally about your life. Yeah, well, but yeah. true, but you can't lift something that's really no. about you. Right, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, Can you? I, I mean, there's lines that I feel like you could, you know, like there's been a couple times where somebody will go, hey, that bit you do, you should do this line, and it'll be an audience member. And then I'll do it, and they'll go, oh, that line's from somebody else's bit. And I'm like, that son of a bitch. Yeah, and I shouldn't say that. No, no, you obviously don't want to lift a line, but I'm saying like it's not possible for you to lift a line if it's about your life. Yeah, I can't watch another comedian and go, oh, I could take that. No. Like, there's no way I could do that. Well, I have a line in my act that is a topper to, and it's totally from a street joke. But it, and it's the whole story has nothing to do with the street joke. But at the end, it's my mother can't answers the when she's talking to me on the phone, she's talking into the remote. Yes. And then I go, thank God you weren't ironing when I called, which is an old joke about Helen Keller. How does she answer the iron? But I remember that. Oh, okay, so, okay. That, you know what I mean? But and I knew when I did it, but I'm like, I don't care. It's a street. Like, no, yeah, like no like, one's going to do that's a street well, joke. It's you just being silly. Yeah. It's not. Like, yeah. I'm That's being true. artistic. It's you going, yeah. hey, I'm a silly comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, Maybe. I, I have a lot of lines in my act where I say, like, the thing about when the when I talk about getting the dog fixed, and the lady goes, uh, it's like picking up a sheep. And I go, how the fuck do you pick up a sheep? 
don't get me wrong, I picked up a few hogs in my day. Right. Like, I'm obviously right. just being silly. And right, right, right. like a danger field thing. Right. But Let me tell like, you. But it's like, I'm just being silly. I don't feel like it's like, oh, that's my art and my, it's like, no, I'm just being a right. goofball. Um, do you, have you ever done a bit that kills and you don't, but in your head you're like, I'm such a hack. Yeah. I, it's uh, the worst feeling, man. I have a, there was a comedian who put out a hack list, and one of my bits was on it. No. Yeah, and it just fucking made me. Are you uh, serious? Recently? Yeah, it's pretty recently. And uh, what every bit? Time, uh, the teacher bumper sticker bit, which I know it's not the most original thought ever, but it's just a run of jokes that I can sell a bumper sticker to. And uh, somebody mentioned that they said it was on like the hackiest things to do, but yet I, I don't I haven't seen well, anybody do it yet. Yeah, I I have I have a lot of problems with comics who feel that the best way to get around is to go and knock other comics. You yeah. know what I mean? Even if you're right, yeah. uh, who what who yeah. are you? Exactly. Well, and it's the thing they they didn't mention me by name or anything. When I read it, I go, I just worked with this person. Yeah. So. But but it also fits with your. It, and then what cracks me up is that comic asked me for work all the time. Wow. <laughs> but, but it also fits your, your kids wow. and talking about you want better for yeah. your son. And it kind of puts the red bow on your act. So. Yeah, it's like a little topper to the, the, the a bit about my whole But here's the thing. Situation you get to write school. that person off forever. That's true. It's worth the money. Yeah. If I hate working with a comic, I'm like, I wrote that check. I'm like, bye bye. Yeah. I did the right thing, and I have to. I can lay my head on the pillow, knowing I did everything right by you. You're a scumbag, or you're a dick, and I don't have to talk to you again. Right. It's weird though. Well, like for me, it's. Uh, but I'm also like, don't probably like different doing perspective. And I also there's another bit I don't like. It is because we still have to see them. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't mean. <laughs> what I mean is, I, uh, as a booker. You never have to work with that person again. Right. As comics, we never know when we're going to run out of comics that we already that we hate. Oh, especially if you're running around the city. Yeah, I, I'm dealing dealing with it this week. Oh, I got to deal with it. <laughs> I'm working with. I, uh, <laughs> for me, there's another bit in my act that I hate doing, and it's about having when I used to live with Nick, and he was a little person, and it's a true story. I hate telling it, and everybody people ask me about it all to do the bit. And I wrote it because we did a show called Roommates where we he came out or I came out, did jokes about him. People think I'm lying. And then all of a sudden he comes out and has his rebuttal to me. And uh, people will ask me to do the bit. And I hate doing it because I feel like I'm doing a cheap little pe- little person joke. Right. And uh, there's not there's a couple little lines in there that are like jokey, but it's a true story. And I just like I hate telling that bit. Like I, I know the, I know in, what you mean. In my stomach, when I, I, whenever I start the bit, I go, "Are you really gonna fucking do this?" I that's the worst feeling too. When, <laughs> and it could just be that you're bored with the bit. Like it doesn't have to be your reasoning. Yeah. You've just done the bit, and you're like, and you, it, it, you're arguing with your head. Like in your head, you're like, "Don't say it." Once you say the first part of the bit, you're like, screwed. You got to do the. So if you go, so I saw my mother. Oh, here we go. <laughs> It's it's one of those. Uh, whenever I I go into that bit, I know I I want to pull out so bad, but then I have other bits that I've been doing for a really long time. The the parachuting bit, 
that I can change it every time I tell it. And so it's always new. It's always fresh when I tell it. And mm-hmm. to me, even though I've been doing the bit for like 10 years. Right. But it still feels fresh right. because I change it. You'll never hear it told the exact same way. Right. But Interesting. <laughs> so uh, in closing. What did we learn? What did we learn today <laughs> on the podcast? Um, Richie's bad with names. I'm bad with names, and I have a thick New York accent. And you yep. never know who you're going to run into. You never know who you're going to run into. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. 